Welcome to Teaching at the Speed of Sound. This podcast is about sound teaching practices in a fast-paced world. I'm Kat of Gibby Teaches. I am Aubrey of Aubrey Teaches. And today we're going to record the introduction to our podcast, expounding on our beliefs and practices as teachers. So let's jump into the show. everybody <laughs> so this i'm aubrey for voice voice recognition but we sound a lot alike because yeah. <laughs> she's actually my daughter so that makes it hard so we are a mother-daughter teaching team in oklahoma city well we teach at the same school we don't teach together per se i teach third grade and i teach first grade and we're going to talk a little bit about the premise of this podcast so our podcast is called teaching at the speed of sound and the idea for it was born out of a kind of tradition that we do where we would after school especially on like a hard or difficult day we would grab each other and be like do you want to go to sonic and then we would go to sonic and we would sit in the car and we would talk forever and ever about our don't day. say grab each other that sounds weird <laughs> <About> teaching <laughs> okay we would motion for each of, for the other person to exit the building and enter the car <laughs> and you know what sonic is um if you don't know what sonic is then oh then you should get to the midwest and, and get you, a sonic. <laughs> you should get to sonic yeah it's because... a it's the one-stop drink shop is that right Yes. Well, they have I a lot of other stuff. I probably made that up. <laughs> I, really like, I really like. Today, we always have different drinks. Today, I'm drinking a strawberry vanilla Dr. Pepper. Oh, it's actually a cherry vanilla Dr. Pepper. Oh. <laughs> Did I order it wrong? You ordered it wrong. That's one I got. Well, okay. You didn't say anything about it. You've been drinking it. <laughs> I'm drinking, for the very first podcast, I thought I need to go classic. So, I am drinking <laughs> a good old ocean water, which is a like, sonic staple classic drink. There's I don't not know a lot of is. plastic floating around in there. Is no, there? it's full of plastic. It's 100% <laughs> just plastic, straws. That's it. Okay, now we're not using straws. Okay. Oh, no. Okay, well, really, we're not, this isn't really a podcast about Sonic, so we'll go on to our teaching yeah. philosophy. We just like the idea of Sonic because it is about sound and the speed of deli- service that you get at Sonic, so it kind of And we're in. in Oklahoma, so it's kind of yeah, local, it's a sonic. Tra- it's an Oklahoma tradition. It was born here. Yeah, as if the Top Hat up, Club. Yeah, no, yeah, top, that was it. Yeah, it wasn't a club though. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But it was called that Top Hat but Restaurant. If you grew up in Oklahoma, then you definitely went to Sonic. There's, yeah, definitely. And there are still people on skates at some of the Sonics, so it's really cool. Yeah. So cool. we'll be going to different Sonics around town eventually when we figure this out and trying different drinks every day and doing our podcast at the same time so let's move on to our teaching philosophy you want to talk about yours so they're very similar so you can kind of just talk whenever I talk so um we kind of wrote out some of the big ideas of our teaching philosophy and we'll talk about them a little bit these are really gonna let you know a lot about the things we'll be talking about on the podcast and so if you're like yes that sounds like me I'm right up my alley then you can go ahead and go subscribe and tune in subscribe if it doesn't sound like it's up your alley then you should go somewhere and reevaluate yourself <laughs> and i'm just kidding but um so both of us are really uh, you have to like us yeah believe in <laughs> relationships now i said that this sounds so disingenuous now but relationships <laughs> at the heart of classroom management um i don't think 
and neither of us really has like a be a quote unquote behavior management plan. Do you really use one? No, yeah. I don't. I don't put cards on the wall or any of that. And and you know, like it's done. I understand how people do that and everything, but I have found I really don't need it. So yeah. we're kind of hippie teachers. That's what some people think of us as. Very relationship <laughs> like driven. Really, really love our students, and we do a lot of. Res- I do a lot of restorative justice and. Um, Responsive teaching. That's the other thing. Yeah, I do too. community and things like that. So we'll talk a lot about classroom community, relationships, giving students choice and ownership in their classroom. That's something I do a lot too. Um, both of us, neither of us have desks in our classroom. So again, kind of hippie teachers. And that feels normal to me now, but to yeah. some people that's still not normal. We don't even have a teacher desk because really that's not our idea. I mean, I, I love not having one, but our principal really doesn't want us to have one anyway. And there's not supposed to be like a fortress that the teacher gets behind. So we really don't have a teacher desk either. So we're just always out there with the kids, which is important, I think, for relationship building because you're, you know, you're not separating yourself all the time. Yeah, that's true. And I like not having a desk because I would just clutter it and fill it with stuff all the time. But our students also don't have desks, which I like for the same reason that there's not the clutter and things like that. And yeah. we do a lot of collaborative things and move around the room a lot. Honestly, so. Aubrey's classroom looks like a coffee shop. It's really kind of cool. The library's in the middle, and they have a couch. And, uh, like, they sit on little chairs, and they have their books right... I mean, it's right in the middle of the room. So that shows you what's important to them. And they're just sitting around the room all over the place whenever I go in there. They're just working everywhere. And it's just so cool because they're so engaged that they don't even notice when I come in. Yeah, that's what I try. That's what I strive for. I want to be very comfortable, very open, but it takes some time and some money. Yeah. That's what I try. Yeah. Um, The next thing is both of us teach um, a lot in small groups, stations, and centers, whatever you want to call them. We do that for every subject. We We both teach all four subjects, and we do that for all subjects. Yeah. Um, reading and math every day when we do science and social studies still in stations and it's amazing to me because I'll talk to people about it and they'll be like that's too much planning that's too much work and I'm like it literally isn't and I feel like what they do would be a lot of planning because sorry I'm hitting the car seat as we're talking um what they do takes a lot of work and a lot of like trying to get them to focus because you're in a whole group and they don't want to listen and you know they're they're more engaged when you're in a small group and you're meeting with them on a small group basis and the other kids are out working together and there's all kinds of conversations going on and the conversations the kids have at the table is just amazing. Sometimes I just stop and listen to them because they're teaching each other and it's really amazing. So, Yes, I agree. I don't think I can say anything else. Good job. <laughs> okay. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I'm going to go down to this next one, but it's So both of us, I think, would say that our philosophy aligns with constructivism. If you're an elementary or definitely early childhood teacher, you've probably heard that word. Secondary people usually haven't heard that word as much. But constructivist teaching, the idea behind it is with the word construct. So students can construct their own knowledge, which sounds... Some people get, like, hear that and they get very, like, oh, that's, like, super hippie, Montessori. They don't wear (laughs) shoes and all that stuff but really at the heart of it it's just you as the teacher can be a facilitator to help your students make connections from the world around them and also other students like fellow humans 
basically the idea that we can learn from our environment and from each other and construct that. And when we do that, those things that we learn, that knowledge is much more meaningful, the knowledge that was quote unquote passed to us. So there's, you can think of the teacher as someone who passes on knowledge, like opens up their brain and gives it to the children. I have the knowledge and here it is. Or you can think of knowledge as this shared experience where students can do certain activities that they build that knowledge. Does that make sense? Yeah. That make, make sense? That makes sense. And I always think of it that way. You know, I think everybody's probably heard that analogy of, you know, whose voice do you hear the most in the room? And if you're hearing the teacher's voice the most, then the kids aren't really constructing their they're hearing what the teacher says maybe they're understanding I don't know but when you hear the kids talking and I've even had like they they figure out things and it's amazing because I never even thought of what of what they were doing because I remember one time we were doing a math thing and they were having to measure how much how many blocks it took to for the apples to weigh an apple and a, and a thing and they were like we should put these together so we don't have to count them so they started making little groups of five blocks and I'd never even thought of that and I was like see if I was up here teaching them they would never this would never have happened you know something like that yeah those so. authentic just like teaching moments yeah I agree for sure so and then our favorite subject I would say is it your favorite subject to teach I love math. Yeah, we love teaching math. And all of my students love math. That's their favorite time of the day. They're like, are we going to do math today? When is math? I would say that's probably <laughs> the one thing, at least for me, probably for you too, but the one thing every person that comes to my room and spends any kind of time always comments on. They always comment on our math time. And not like, oh, your teaching is amazing, but they always say, your students love it. They love math. They're so into it. And they really do. And part of that is my love for it so that kind of rubs off I'm excited about it I get really enthusiastic Imagine about that. it <laughs> but also just the principles we use to teach math so this is another kind of big word but we both kind of believe in cognitively guided math instruction which is a fancy pants way to say constructivist math instruction it's a really fancy way to say math is natural and yeah it's, it's really in in, in us yeah. We're do, we do math all the time, you know? Yeah, so math, the whole principle of math is this, the expression of patterns in the world around you. It's the way to express what's happening in the world around you. And so f for most big math topics and ideas, especially in elementary school, those basic number ideas, students can really construct those and create what we call their own strategies and things like that that they use to problem solve because that's the other thing at the heart of math is problem solving we want students to be problem solvers independently not yeah. here's my problem and I solved it this way and copy it exactly how I solved it and then you could solve 17 others because every problem that you come across is going to be exactly like this one was oh, because you put the numbers into this pattern that I taught you but you really don't understand what you're doing yeah then the problem changes slightly you're out of luck sorry I don't and then know. they'll try to figure out a way to solve the problem even if it's unsolvable because they're trying to figure out that pattern that you've given them. And I hate that math gets boxed down into this, there's only one way to do it. And there's so many ways to do it. And when I, I remember a second grade teacher came to me and was like, the kids that I have from your class, they just think about numbers differently. And that was really made my day because that's what I want. And my kids really do. And they're first graders and they're doing amazing math. They're doing mental math and they do it so quickly and so easily. And other people come in and they're like amazed at what they can do. 
and it's really not me. And I say, it's not me. It's because they, it's natural to them. And then we get them in here and we make them afraid of math and we make them hate math because we give them redundant practices and everything. And I just hate that part of it. And I, I hate box curriculum anyway. So let's not move on. Let's move on before we get on that soapbox. Yeah, but we have a bunch of like podcast <laughs> topics. We, we have a to. bunch of soapboxes. Well, yeah, but we have topic ideas and now we're going to end up talking about them all and this what's supposed to be an introduction. Because we can really talk a lot. Yeah, that's the whole premise of the that's, podcast. <laughs> that we that's decided you guys need podcast, to listen yeah. to us because we're tired of listening to each other. So yeah, we've really people. like talked to each other enough probably because we've talked to our husbands and they're like we just don't we don't get it we yeah they're not educators they listen but they're not educators yeah. so yeah you know they get it the people listening to this get it that one non-educator that's just really into sonic was like oh what, what is happening <laughs> well i still forgive you because you're into sonic so it's okay yeah um the last tenet of our kind of teaching philosophy is both of us use a lot of technology I know that's kind of controversial sometimes too. Uh, we but it both is a have, fast-paced world. Yeah, and we said that. So it, we both have one-to-one technology in our school, so we have iPads. We're iPad schools. We're not Google schools, but I do use some Google things. But we are one-to-one iPad, and we don't use it 100% of the day. We understand that students still need authentic experiences and all of that. Like we've been talking about, they need to write with pencils. We get that. We got that. They need to hold the scissors. We, yeah. We, yeah. Especially first grade teacher. She gets that. She does <laughs> They that. need to hold the book. They need to smell the book. I get that. But I really like the technology apps that we do use because they're not here is busy work for you or here is a basically a worksheet put on a technology system because they're really more authentic and more um, interactive. And when they do them, they're in groups. And so they, they talk about it and they have conversations about it and they help each other, which I just really love. And, um, but, there, but when we get to that topic, we'll talk about because there is, uh, you know, they do have to have some kind of, uh, what's that word I'm thinking? You'll have to help me. I don't know. Where they have to <laughs> show me that they've learned. Oh, accountability. Yes, thank you. Accountability. I'm sorry. It was like a senior moment I was having there. That's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree. And I like use, using technology for the aspect of engagement because I always think of, I think we all do this as teachers. We always try to teach to the student that we were. So we're always thinking about that student. So when I was in elementary school, I was really, really shy. I did not speak out in class or speak hardly at all. I was really, really shy. But I had a lot to say, and every time we had like a class discussion or something that came up, I had a lot that I wanted to contribute, and I thought in my head so much, and I would even write things down, but I would never say it. So I'm always thinking of that student in my classroom, and I use technology to give that student a voice where they have a way to say the things in their mind, because that's meaningful, and they need to be part of our discussion, but they might not want to talk. So that was me as a student. So that's kind of the student I always look for that's so and cute. connect with. Now I'm thinking about you when you were that age and you're so talkative now. It's so different. Yeah, so. I know. Well, not to everyone. <laughs> just if I find someone that I'm like, yes, this person will listen to me, <laughs> then I'll talk forever. Aw. Well, I hope we find some. Okay, thanks. <laughs> so do you want to talk about how long you've been teaching or you don't want to say how long you've been teaching? Well, I can. Um, I started teaching in 1990. And then I quit for a while because then I had Aubrey and I quit for a while and I stayed home for 12 years. So I've been back to teaching for like 16 years, I think 16 years. I should be retired now, but I spent that time staying home with my kids because I thought it was important. I know everybody can't do that, but it was good for me. Yeah. So. And you've taught pre-K 
first and second grade. Yes, I just totally skipped kindergarten because I wanted you to have that experience. <laughs> I taught kindergarten. <laughs> my first year I taught kindergarten, and now I teach third grade, and this will be my third year in third grade. Is that like my golden year or something like that? Yeah. Which is something to celebrate. It's your best year. Because uh, <laughs> you're not burned out yet. No, I'm joking. Uh, and I used to loop. Uh, uh, I used to loop from first to second, and that was really interesting. And uh, you talk about relationships. The relationships you can build with being with the same kids for two years is even more amazing. But it's hard to it's hard to do that because people don't want to do that, and they have to change with you. you know? Yeah, it's tricky. But I do think that would be really cool with like the right group of students. Just follow them through the whole thing. I would love to do that, but that would be a lot to learn. That would be a lot of new curriculum. Yeah, I mean, new, be a lot not of curriculum because I'm like standards. Yeah, a lot of new standards to learn for you. But it would be interesting. It would keep things interesting. Once you do it once, though, and you get it down, because you know, everybody knows the first year of teaching is when you figure out how you're going yeah. to teach next year. Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do next year that's different? Because that didn't work very well, and we just watch our first year teachers and be like, oh. This is where you learn it. Yeah. This is where you figure it out, and we're here to help you. But we have a great school, and we have a a really supportive staff, and I hope all of you do too, if you're listening and you're teachers. Yes, for sure. Because that's important, and you need to have a principal that will be with you on your constructivist kind of teaching because it doesn't look like what teaching used to look like. You know. Yes. Well, the world is very different than uh, it yeah. used to be. It's no kids don't kids don't have this uh, don't aren't, don't live the same. I mean, they are technology yeah. gurus. You know, they have so many choices for their time, and then they come to school. They need to have some choices because they're used to that. But I love so. the way that I teach is it's very important because you know I feel like sometimes people have problems with kids getting out of their class and wandering around the halls, and my kids are like going to the bathroom and running as fast as they can to get back because they don't want to miss something. So, you know, that's when you're doing something that kids are enjoying, you know? So that's how, kind of how I measure it. Do they want to be in here? Do they, are they hurrying back? Are they really engaged? And engagement is the key. Engagement is the key to everything. Relationships and engagement. That's what I would call my book if I was writing a book. Yeah. I don't think that's taken or anything. Probably not. (laughs) No one said I was original. Okay. (laughs) So we are, you said something that reminded me, we are in Oklahoma, so we're Oklahoma teachers, so we did participate in the walkout. Yes, we did. And, and our district was very supportive of us, and it was great. It was, it, it was, an, amazing, it was an amazing experience in one way because the camaraderie that we felt from all the teachers and also the support that we got from the community was just amazing. Yeah, it was, it was really incredible, yeah. I was talking to my husband who, like I said, is not an educator. And he had said how much he learned just about the teaching profession, which he's learned things from me talking to him, but just seeing that in the connections of teachers and what teachers really cared about, because you could hear what teachers really cared about, what they were really there for and what they wanted. And I thought that was good. That was important that the public, Mm because he learned that, surely other people got that too. Yeah. Hopefully. I I don't think we transformed the trolls at all, but, you know. I don't think you can. It's Go back under the bridge and leave us alone. But, um, yeah, I feel like people did change because we already got a raise and we were still there. We were like, we're not leaving until we get more money for our kids because teachers aren't, teachers are altruistic. They care about their kids, you know, and spend so much money. I'm sure this is not a surprise to anybody. We spend so much of our own money in our classroom Yeah. just to make it look 
like a place where kids want to be. You know, we want to make it a, a home for them. And, you know, we teach it in Title I schools, so it's even more important because sometimes it is a home to them. So. And I just remembered something that I was going to <laughs> say, and then I just forgot. Oh. Oh, you're having your senior moment. Yeah, finally. <laughs> so I was going to say, um, we're going to wrap up the introduction, but we are both uh, teacher pay teacher authors. So I create a lot of resources. She creates a lot of resources, but also she really creates great clip art that she used to get up there. And she creates amazing novel studies. If you teach third grade or even upper elementary, her novel studies are amazing to do book clubs and things like that. And, yes, I and love teaching ditch, through novels. Ditch the packaged curriculum and just go with the novel studies. Sorry. No, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Uh, so... We are both on there and on social media. I'm on social media. She will be on social media. We'll get her on there. But you can find me. I'm, I'm not a technology guru. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm from the wrong generation. I'm learning, though. I know a lot more than I thought. Because I come up to other people, and I'm like, you know this, and they're like, well, I don't know how to do that. And I'm like, wow, I thought I was bad. But How do I open a Word document? <laughs> I forgot. Yes. But I do have an Instagram. I just don't have a teaching Instagram. I'll yeah, she doesn't have one for her teaching. So I am Aubrey Teaches. I'm Aubrey with two E's. Don't spell it with a Y or because any other. Because I like the way that's spelled. So. <laughs> yeah, well, clearly. <laughs> so I'm Aubrey Teaches on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, TPT. Um, my blog right now is AubreyTeaches.Squarespace.com. And then the only one that's different is Twitter. My Twitter is Aubrey Noel too. I'm gonna put it all in the show notes so you can just go click the link instead of listening. Wow, and you have a lot of time. I don't know. Yeah, well, I do a lot of chats on Twitter. I really <laughs> like my PLN on Twitter. I chat a lot. You're like, can't say that. I don't. I don't chat on Twitter, but I'll try. Well, if I was just. I was trying to give the people some options to see who we are. Okay. So that's your options. And so you'll be the face on <laughs> on social media. You'll be the face of our of our podcast on social media. It'll be all right. Oh, I will do it. Well, you do. Is there anything else you wanted to say? Um, if you've listened this far, thank you so much for listening. Yes, if you. <laughs> heard anything that didn't make you turn it off and you're you were interested at all you can subscribe to this podcast we are shooting for weekly podcasts we're gonna work hard to get and some do we content, know what our next one is about to get some content out to you weekly and our next podcast is probably gonna be about math so we know it's gonna be back to school time so we're gonna talk to you a little bit about how you can set up some inquiry math some constructive based math and cognitively guided math. I'm going so, to throw some more words in there. <laughs> yeah, this this is very good vocabulary lesson. Thank you. So we're going to we're going to tell them how they can teach math if they want to do it like we do it. Is that what you're doing? I mean, yeah, we're going to give talk them about examples. That. I mean, you know, that would be helpful. Yes, we're planning our podcast on the podcast. I guess. I I'm guess that's how it goes now. <laughs> I'm probably going to learn a lot during. That okay. <laughs> so if you're a math, if you teach math at all in any capacity, uh, or if you just podcast, do math because we all do. Yeah, you're a yeah. mathematician, which we all are, and that will be the topic of our next podcast. Great. Now we so, need a sign off. I don't know. I do have a sign off. You do? You made up one. We need. Oh no, nope, it's blank. <laughs> it's just this out music. We should just do like a sonic boom. Can you do a good one? A, a sonic boom? <laughs> a sonic boom.
that what it sounds like? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how do they sign off like on um, walkie-talkies or on? You know what I'm talking about? Those over, codes. Over. Like over on, and out. Over and out. Like on like on Stranger Things. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll just fade us out like a bad '90s music video. Okay. Fade me out right now. Bye. Thank you for Bye. listening.